This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good evening, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. <clears throat> We'd like to wish a mazdaf to Mr. and Mrs. Yankee Bornstein on the birth of a granddaughter to the children, Mr. and Mrs. Maishi Bornstein. May they see much nachas from this grandchild and from all the grandchildren and from all the children. This week's parasha, parasha's Kisava, perhaps one of the highlights of the parasha is the Torah describes the mitzvah of Bikurim. What seems to us to be a very simple mitzvah, farmer in his field, his first fruit that he grows, he takes them to the base of Migdash, brings them to Yerushalayim, and that's the mitzvah of Bikurim. But there seems to be much more than meets the eye when describing and understanding the mitzvah of Bikurim. For example, Chazal tell us, Medrash tells us that the word Bereshis, Bereshis, Chazal tells us that the Reshis, which is Bikurim, are called the Reshis, the entire world was created just because of Bikurim. That's how important Bikurim is. There's something so essential to Bikurim that it goes together with the purpose of the creation of the world. Secondly, we find as well, Chazal tell us <coughs> that the Jewish people merited to get into Eretz Yisrael because of Bikurim. What is the connection? What is the lesson of Bikurim and its relevancy to living in Eretz Yisrael? What's so important about it? And thirdly, we find Chazal tell us, there's a medrash like this, that Moshe Rabbeinu was worried that the Jewish people would not have Bikurim after the destruction of the Beis and for that reason they instituted davening three times a day to replace the Bikurim. What exactly is the need, so such urgent necessity to replace Bikurim with daily davening? What is the connection? What is the importance? What is the value of Bikurim? More so, what is its relevancy to reading this story in the Chumash at the time we find ourselves right now in the middle of the month of El, actually in the latter part of the month of El, what is the lesson for us to take out of the importance of the mitzvah of Bikurim? One last Interesting, two more la- uh, interesting halachas that we find by Bikurim, and hopefully then we'll be able to understand how everything makes sense. The unique halacha that we find by Bikurim, that when the maybe Bikurim, the bringers of Bikurim, would come into Yerushalayim, everyone would stop what they're doing. A worker normally is not allowed to stop what he's doing and stand up for a big gadol who comes up because he's on the clock. He's paid by his employee. He has no right to just stop what he's doing, to stand up to show cover to an elderly person, to a town chacham. Yet when it comes to Bikurim, everyone stopped what they were doing. Every worker stopped, stood up, showed respect to the people that are bringing the Bikurim. The obvious question is, what was so special about a simple farmer? This person was a regular farmer, Joe the farmer, bringing his Bikurim from his field. And the world stops for this. Everyone stops. A goggle walks into the room. You're not allowed to stand up for him. You're in the middle of doing your job. But Joe the farmer walks in with his field all this, from his field all of a sudden. Stop. Such a strange halacha. And one more halacha. Mr. tells us in Bikurim that when the people would bring their Bikurim, so the poor people would bring their poor, depressing, so to say, weak, low-valued fruits, and they'd also bring it in a very shvach, a very weak, a very non-impressive basket. When it came to the wealthy people, they would bring it in a beautiful, fancy fruit in a beautiful, fancy basket. So the question that many ask is that we like to keep things even. We like everyone to feel, you know, no one's better than the other. So why did we allow the Ashirim to bring their fruit in these beautiful baskets and therefore cause the Anim to feel bad about what they have? It doesn't seem to be fair. We're, we always try to think of, of, of making everyone equal, make everyone feel good. Why would we allow such a thing? 
And I think the answer to all of these questions is a central idea that we have by Bikurim. The classical approach to Bikurim, the Sefer Achinuch writes this, and many commentaries point out, the classical approach to Bikurim is it's a karsatayv. It's appreciating what Hashem has given me, even though I, I was the one who worked the field and I toiled and I put in the time, but I understand it comes from HaKadosh Baruch. And that's 100% true. But I think there's a deeper meaning over here for Bikurim. Perhaps the idea of Bikurim is, is not just that I understand that everything comes from Hashem, but it's more than that. It's I understand that everything Hashem has given me specifically. It means I'm very, very comfortable in my own shoes. The realization of Bikurim is I'm very tzafrid and I'm very happy with what Hashem has given me and I don't care, it doesn't bother me what anyone else has. I'm not thinking, I'm not looking, I'm not wondering, I'm not jealous, nothing. Bikurim is I am very, very happy with the fruits that I brought. Hashem, I had a great year in the field, I did what I did and I'm thrilled with whatever I had. That's what Bikurim is. And that's the importance of Bikurim. It's that realization that I'm not looking what someone else has. I'm not jealous of someone else. It doesn't bother me what someone else has. I have what exactly Hashem gave me this year and I am thrilled with it. If that's the idea of Bikurim, then all the questions are beautifully answered. What was the, our last question was that the, that the poor people are going to be jealous. No. Because when they brought the Bikurim, they were not jealous at all. They were so thoughtful of only what Hashem has given them. They were not looking at someone else's basket. They were not looking over the shoulder. They were so happy with what they had. That was the feeling. That was the realization. That's the lesson. That's the message of Bikurim. Is be happy with what you have. They weren't jealous when they saw the rich man. They said, very nice, I'm happy for him. But this is not what Hashem gave me. Hashem gave me my simple fruit and Hashem gave him fancy fruit. Amazing, fantastic, I'm happy for him. But this is not what Hashem gave me. When that's the realization, there's no shy of jealousy. I'm not going to be jealous of you because I'm so grained in my mind that this is what Hashem gave me and I'm happy with what I have and I'm not jealous because I don't need what you have and I'm not looking at what you have. And maybe that's the Chiddush. For such a person, we stand up. When a person comes to that realization that I am so in tuned to whatever Hashem gave me is perfect for me, tailor-made for me, I don't need anything else, that's something you stand up for. That's an amazing thing. When a person can master that feeling, when a person can work on himself to the point where he says to himself, I'm not jealous of the other guy's basket. I'm not jealous of his fruit. I'm not jealous of his car. I'm not jealous of his house. Then the world stands up for you. Because that's an amazing madrega to reach. And now we understand why Bikurim is so essential. Why is because Bikurim in the world was created? Because this is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants that every individual feels so connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he says to himself, what should I be jealous of? Hashem gave me exactly what I need. What should I be jealous of? If we really felt that Hashem gives us everything that we need, the way we need it and how we need it, we would never look at someone else's plate. Why bother? Hashem knows exactly what I need, how to give it to me and when to give it to me. So what's going on by Yenem has absolutely no impact on me. The problem is we don't always think like that. We struggle. But the maybe Bikurim, that Jew, that little Joe the farmer, realized that. Or at least he should be realizing that. And therefore he comes and he says to himself, I don't care what's going on by Yenem. Because I am so connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I believe and I know that he gave me what I need and what's going on by Yenem has zero impact on me. Now we can understand why he's not going to be jealous. Now we can understand why people stand up for you. Now we can understand why the world goes round because of Bikurim. What's the whole idea of the Bria? The Bria was HaKadosh Baruch Hu created each and every one of us with a specific plan for each and every one of us. And maybe now we can also explain the significance of the davening. If you don't have Bikurim, you can lose, when the Beis is destroyed and you don't have a chance to think like that, so Chazal said, let me give you davening. 
person davens three times a day, specifically a one-on-one relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's that supposed to create? It's supposed to create a relationship where I really convince myself, and I should be, that I am talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu one-on-one. Like I'm talking to my father. Like I'm talking to a loving parent. Like I'm talking to someone who's worried and concerned about my life. It's supposed to build that relationship. It's supposed to build that closeness, which the Bikurim really brought. The Bikurim created an atmosphere in a person's a person's life, the feeling was HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a close relationship with me, an intimate one-on-one relationship. And when there's no actual Bikurim, we have to, we have to substitute that with three times a day daven. Three times a day, not once a day. Three times a day. You need to be mechazik even more. Every time we daven, we remind ourselves of the intimate relationship, the close one-on-one relationship that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If that's the case, now we can understand why this is relevant to the Chodesh El. Very often people misunderstand the purpose of Chaydeshel. People think Chaydeshel is all about remorse and mistakes. And of course that's an element. But the bigger picture in Chaydeshel is about this realization of the intimate relationship that we have one-on-one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That closeness, that bond, that special relationship that we have. And each one has a special relationship. I have a special relationship with Hashem, and you have a special relationship. We all have special relationships. And that relationship equals that everything that I get or don't get, the misses and the things that I like and the things I don't like, that's all coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what the Navy Bikurim taught us. That guy who brings his Bikurim from the farmer, farm, that farmer realized this relationship. And that's why we read this, perhaps, at this time of the year to remind us that that's what El is all about. El is getting back to the relationship. Not so much about our shortcomings, it's about our relationship. Because once we have that relationship, then we'll realize that our shortcomings are unacceptable. The moment we realize that we have a close-knit bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and He's guiding us, and He's watching us, and He's holding our hand the whole time, how on earth do we have the audacity to sin against Him? How do we have the chutzpah to misbehave? How do we have the azos to break one of His mitzvahs? But if we don't feel connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then it's much easier. So perhaps that's the lesson of the Bikurim. And that's why Bikurim is so important. It's the lesson of the very, very important, intrinsic idea in Judaism. That I and you and everyone has a special relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that relationship manifests itself in so many ways. But in the Bikurim, the way it teaches us is the idea that realize... Whatever you have is meant for you and don't look, don't look what's going on by someone else. Appreciate what we have. Be proud of what we have and realize that all that we have was specifically tailor-made for us. And Mr. Shem, we should learn the lesson of the Bikurim. We should live Bikurim. We should use El, the rem- remaining days, to realize our very s- special relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this will give us Simcha. This will f- give us happiness in life. It will also bring us to our co- closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it will make us happy to realize that we are so lucky that we have a special, intimate, one-on-one, detailed relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem, we should all be zayichah that we should grow in our understanding of our relationship. And by doing so, we should be better oyed to Hashem. And HaKadosh Baruch should give us, just like the Navy Bikurim, the gift, the Basko came out of Shemayim and said that when you bring Bikurim, you should be Hashem be bring again next year. We should be zayichah to read this year Pasha's Bikurim. Hashem, next year, we should be zayichah to read it, but even perhaps zayichah to be able to bring Bikurim to the building of the base. Have a wonderful Shabbos.